Riders Meeting is brought to you by Yamaha. Rev your heart and join the Blue Crew for contingency, technical support videos, trackside support, demos and riding schools, apparel and merchandise. Get on the winning team. Join Yamaha's Blue Crew today. Nihilo Concepts, the leaders in grip technology. Whether it's frame grip, lever grip, grip donuts, which are fully customizable, or even the SOS device, which will keep you from being stranded. Check out all the products Nihilo Concepts makes for your motorcycle. And by Complete Racing Solutions, the leading resource for health and wellness and performance, where results are driven by the science of performance. Visit CompleteRacingSolutions.com for more information on training, nutrition, hydration, recovery, injury prevention, flexibility, and so much more. It's an incredible resource. Get over to CompleteRacingSolutions.com. And by FlowVision. FlowVision goggles combine a lifetime of riding and racing experience to create the perfect goggle. Includes outrigger performance fitment system for optimal function, a removable nose guard for added protection and rider comfort, triple layer rider comfort foam for maximum sweat absorption and fitment, relaxed nose support for increased breathing, boundary ventilation system to aid with sweat reduction and relief, a 45 millimeter wide anti-slip strap with a 3D printed poly logo, Flowvision lenses are three times thicker than the standard goggle lens for clarity of vision, and they come in multicolors. It's CE certified, and get this, they retail for $56. Check out Flowvision goggles today. Hey folks, welcome to our very first Riders Meeting show. I'm David Pinger, your host. With me, Grant Langston, my good buddy. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, absolutely. So what we're trying to do with this show, this is gonna come to you every Monday morning after a race weekend, and we're just gonna recap what we saw over the weekend kind of some rider feedback of what, what we saw, good and bad, and maybe um, just some things that they might not have shown on the broadcast or, or anywhere else. So uh, let's jump into it. Like I said, you're gonna see this every week after every weekend. Um, quite a season opener. There was a lot of questions that we talked about in our first sight lap show. Is Jet's ankle gonna be okay? Is Eli's knee gonna be all right? You know, all of these little question marks. Uh, and, and a couple of things happened since that show. Ferrandez hurt his thumb, he yeah. is out, likely for the season. Um, Malcolm Stewart decided not to race. His knee was hurt. So some changes that have happened, but if we're gonna start with this 250 class, boy, Jet Lawrence definitely looked like he deserved that number one plate. Yeah, absolutely. He was, um, he, I think he put to rest those uh, questions about the ankle. Um, and even if his ankle is bothering him a little bit, that's kind of scary for the competition. But to me, he looked, um, obviously you and I are both there live for this one. So we're just watching in the sections that we see. But to me, it looked like, um, if he had to push a little harder, he's got more in the tank. Like it, he looked very comfortable at that pace, and you could see him kind of back it down during the moto. Um, so we're seeing it as you know the maturity in him coming out, yes. learning how to race from the lead, not racing the track the whole time. Because I saw his brother just creeping up a little bit on him in I think both motos at some point, but you could tell it was totally he had it under control, looking very good. Um, I know the, the national was sponsored by Honda and they sure did show up between uh, four riders, just impeccable riding. So great start to the season for those brothers. Absolutely, and one race doesn't make a championship, sure. but if you were, you know, the question I had was, how's he gonna handle that number one plate pressure? <laughs> he handled it so well, as he came across the finish line in the Moto One, he reached down and smacked that number one plate. Yeah. Like, yeah, I earned this and I still got it. So I was impressed with Hunter's riding as well, I thought. Um, he did what I thought. He was gonna be better than he's probably ever been, and I would expect to see more of that. The one thing that really I like out of Jet is, if you watch him in the opening laps, 
he's just so patient. There's yeah. no panic or sense of urgency to what he's doing. And then when he, he gets a feel for the track, he kind of lets it come to him. And then you see the intensity just start to build. Yeah. And he makes his pass and he's gone. It's just so uh, seasoned and veteran of him, the way, way he rides. Well, they, the, the track changes quite a lot because it's all done in one day, you know, pro motocross. So first practice, the track's usually kind of loamy, you know, got some good moisture and not really rutted. But it changes quite dramatically throughout the day. And, and what I've noticed from him is, you know, it, it's always so tough in those opening laps because if you're, you know, a little tentative around the way they're warded and where it's slick, there's going to be some guy who comes and kamikazes you. So you're trying to be patient. Next thing you're getting hit and shuffled back. So it's a really delicate line between pushing and going down and not. And like you said, I think Jet's getting the, out of the gate, putting himself near that lead pack. As you said, it just looks like he's figuring out where's the grip, where's the good lines, which bump should I miss, where do I need to be easy on the throttle, because they may, you know, there's a dozen different guys watering at the same time. Yeah. His watering, thinking that section needs more moisture, and him thinking that's plenty, it's different on the same part of the, you know, on a, near on the same part of the track. It could be muddy and then kind of dry, and I saw that a little bit. So it was really good how he, you know, was very good with the throttle, and also too, you know, a lot of 250F guys, when they come by, you know, especially in the section where I was watching, they were on the rev limiter getting ready for a drop-off. And it just sounds like him and Hunter on a gear high and just... And it was ironic. I thought the same thing in the 450s. Sexton mm. and and uh, Roxon were coming by, and it sounded like they were in third when, like, everyone else was in second. So, yeah, Jet, for his age, is really showing the maturity now. And, um, you know, we've said it before, I think the only one that can beat Jet is probably Jet. So... If he keeps riding like that, it's going to be a long season for everyone well, else. I'll be curious to see if Hunter's got anything for him, if he can start in front of him, and then Jet's got to come through him. Yeah. Because that didn't happen this well, weekend, but we'll We see. know how 24 motors go. He's not going to get a good start every time. There's probably going to be an instance where he goes down in the first lap. Is that what Hunter needs? Because Hunter kind of strikes me as, I think, obviously, there's the brotherly love, but I think subconsciously, he thinks of himself now as the number two guy in, in the family. Um when they were on opposite Supercross coasts, you notice the minute Hunter won, it just, you could see the the the, the speed, the elevation, mm. everything came with it and he rattled a few off. Maybe he just needs one of those good mm. starts, a little bit of bad luck for his brother. And I think he could rattle off a few wins too. There's no question about it. It's gonna be fun to watch. Uh, starting that first 250 moto out, we had Justin Cooper out front and, and he was another question mark for us. He had a really bad foot ankle injury. And he was admittedly not 100% coming into the season. Said, I'm about 80%, but I'm, I'm good enough to go. But it's going to take some time to build. That was kind of the what he was saying. And it looked that way. Yeah. Good speed up early in the race. But, boy, we got to about halfway, and the anchor started coming out. He went backwards a bit. He, expect him to get much better as the season goes on. Um, what Anything you saw to him that you thought was interesting or just kind of... No, based off what you said, I, yeah. I thought it kind of all made sense. You know, he... Justin's always been really fast out of the gate and those opening laps, a little bit like Alessi used to be. First half was always his, his best part of the moto. Um, so yeah, I mean, at 80%, you know, he got fatigued. I mean, I, it wasn't super hot, but the track still got pretty rough. So I think for the team and for him, it's got to be exciting to go, okay, we got through that, you know, we got decent result, and now we've got something to build on and move forward because he might be... If you take it over the 24 motor season, he might be one of the few guys that I think can take it to the Lawrence brothers up front. Yeah, he just it'll it'll depend on how long it takes him to to be at that speed where he can hold it the whole race long. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I do want to wish our best to Jalik Swole. He went down 
pretty hard early on, first lap, first moto, and uh, didn't didn't see him the rest of the day. Looked to be holding his right side, yeah. shoulder, arm, wrist, who knows, but. Nothing worse than beginning of the season. You've been uh, prepping for months for this, and then you get a lap in, and that's it, so. And it wasn't too many laps later, Cameron McAdoo went down. Uh, the word coming from him is a concussion, sternum, and bleeding around his lungs. There's video of him going off on the mule with blood coming down his nose. I mean, he looked pretty rattled, so. Our, our thoughts go out to him as well. Hope he heals up well. Parler has not been good to him. No. He was taken off on a cart last year as well. Yeah, it's just tough when those guys, and he's coming back from injury, so was looking to really have a good summer and didn't start it off well. Um, so we had a couple of interesting moments in that first 250 race where they both, both the Lawrence boys went off the track. Did you catch that? No, I did not. Um, just small mistakes, but they were both off the track at one point. Then a great battle between Hunter Lawrence, who worked his way up and caught Seth Hamaker. Another guy who I thought was going to be in that mix to win. And Seth was early on. He was uh, he had the pace. He was hanging right in there. And then it seemed like he fell off a little bit too. And so, again, he's coming back from a very serious injury, uh, spine and pelvis from Supercross. So maybe his fitness isn't quite what he, he needs it to be. Yeah, and I think sometimes too at these uh, opening events, it's not always just the fitness. It's about the feeling and the rhythm and being uh, comfortable out there. Because it looked to me, like you said, I, I think he was relatively comfortable, but it looked like after he got passed a couple times, I think that 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 rhythm just kind of went to the wayside. And that, and I understand. I think for a lot of youngsters, when you're pushing as hard as you can, you get caught, you get passed, you you you, you tend to think less about what you're doing in front of you and who's coming next. Mm-hmm. You know, when you start racing kind of out of your rearview mirror, um, it's really hard at this level. And again, opening round. I guarantee if you could go and talk to a bunch of riders right now, they're all making changes this week, you know, suspension, motor, whatever it may be. So, because everyone goes testing, yep, bike's perfect. They go to round one, it's not, not so perfect. <laughs> so, you know, we, we're going we're gonna to hear about guys making changes going uh, into the next race. Well, another guy who had a great run in that early first moto was Joe Shimoda. He worked his way up, um, ended up in a really good battle with Hunter. Um, or as Hunter came through, those guys went at it pretty good. Um, so a great ride for him. I do want to say, I was impressed with uh, Moseman. This guy had a digger in time qualifying. If you missed it, there's clips of it out there on the internet. He swapped and at I high, mean, at, got, high at high speed and got spit off, landed on his back and just smacked his head into the ground. I thought, I don't know how he's even riding today. Uh, and he, he ends up you know, with a really decent fifth overall for the day. Uh, super impressive out of him. So I just... You know, good for him. Uh, Voland, also, Max Voland, another guy was anxious to see how he would do. Not awesome, 10th overall in the day, but um, it's good to see him at least back on the track. I, I feel like he just needs to just have a good solid starting point, get through 12 rounds this summer and learn and build. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, last year, and I, and I don't know if, in my opinion, I think that they may have drafted him into the pro ranks a little too early is my opinion. I think he could have waited um, making this year's rookie season, because I think he, he he stepped into a position where he was the only 250 rider on the factory Red Bull team. And I think that's a lot of weight for a youngster. Mm. Um, and I think he, he, he could have dominated a little bit more in amateur ranks, had the confidence booster, and then come to the pro ranks with a little more maturity, maybe a little bit better outlook. But I think last year, you know, there were some races he was just off the pace. You know, I remember at round one, Paula, Last year, it was like, oh, wow, he was leading in the bike seized. And we thought, wow, even I was like, okay, maybe he is ready. Yeah. But it was after that, it just it went in the opposite direction. And a lot of times for young, talented uh, athletes, 
too much negativity around them or too much, uh, you know, with bad results or injuries and that, it can really uh, mentally yeah drain them, you know. And it's it, it's not it doesn't become physical or or anything like that. It really is purely mental. But the good thing for him is. We're going to his home track next race. So I, I expect him to build off of this. Yeah, that should be a really good bump for him. Uh, anyway, interesting first moto. As we ran into second moto uh, of the 250 class, Nick Romano, the rookie out of the Star Yamaha team, uh, jumped out to the little shot and he looked awesome. I was really interested to see where some of these rookie kids would land. And it's fun, you know, if you remember your rookie seasons in both GP racing and here, man, all of the nerves that are coming with that, the expectation and where am I going to fit in? And so it's fun to kind of to watch these kids go through that in real time. Yeah, and and again, I thought he had good pace. Same with Kitchen; they look good at times. But I think it'll it'll come with some time. Is just putting two two solid motos together. There was laps where they were good. There were laps that were a little iffy, like maybe lost their rhythm as well. But certainly for Star Yamaha, nice to have that next wave of young talent coming through. And I think there's a, a bright future for, for those youngsters. Yeah, and his, his results, he was 15th overall. It wasn't super impressive on paper, but he did run the speed up front for a while. Yeah. And it's like we've talked about this before uh, on the Whiskey Throttle Show, where when you're a young guy, if you can just get with the leaders and just watch and see what they're doing. You start learning. It's so much yeah. easier to learn that rather than just trying to find that speed on your own. So No, I, I, I mean, I could totally relate. When I went to the GPs, it was the same thing. I was just rookie. I was pretty good at local practice tracks, but then we'd get to the races and I was quite a bit off. And I remember in time qualifying that, my dad would be like, latch onto him, latch onto him. And you start, like you said, you're thinking going as fast as you can. Then you hang on to those guys and you're like, actually, there is a little more yeah. speed. There is a little, I can carry more momentum through there. It, it, it takes you out of your comfort zone, but then once you get used to riding out of your comfort zone, it becomes the new norm. Yeah. So there are ways to break those barriers. So uh, the rest of that race played out. Romano and Hamaker ended up in a really good battle there for a while. Uh, Shimoda and Hunter, again, another battle. Those guys had a really fun fight to the finish. If you didn't catch Hunter's pass on him down the downhill, last lap, <laughs> he just sent it down the hill. It was head shake and, and kind of similar to what Chase had to do to Kenny to get by him. Yeah. A little sketchy, but he got it done and probably pissed Joe off a little bit. I know those guys are buddies, but uh, snuck in there to get uh, second overall in the moto and overall in the day. Uh, Joe Shimoda with third and third overall. So I want to give a shout out also to Lucas Myrtle, their agent. He is the agent for Jet, Hunter, and Joe. So he actually even did better than Honda. He swept the entire <laughs> podium. Uh, so congrats to him. And uh, finishing out the top 10, Moseman in fourth, which, man, for me, after the crash he had, uh, any points at all in the day would have sure. been good, in my opinion. Fifth overall for Hamaker. Forkner ended up with a sixth, which was kind of a quiet sixth. He wasn't uh, ever near the front, but sixth is not a terrible way to start the season either. No. I, put it this way, it, it's still building off from last year. Like, last year was really subpar. I mean, there were races he was battling for just to get points in that. So this is another step forward. I think he's another youngster with a lot of talent that... Probably had enough injuries that it's it's still holding him back. He just if he can stay healthy this summer, I I see him getting on the podium eventually. Um, Pierce Brown, great ride from him. I I think it was again a little bit quiet, but a nice solid overall. Um, Levi Kitchen, another fast young kid on the Star Yamaha team. R.J. Hampshire and uh, Bowling rounding out your top ten. So we'll see where those kind of continue to shake down. But a pretty interesting first round. Definitely some people that I. I thought I would see that I didn't. Uh, and some of those rookies, Matthew LeBlanc not having a great day, uh, you know, learning that this isn't as easy as you think. Uh, Thrasher as well, finishing 13th. So 
some of those guys definitely looking to rebound. Also, shout out to Styles Robertson um, with a great ride too. Had a yeah, he was he was solid. Yep. He didn't not bl- blindingly fast, but just decent start. But he seemed to slowly work his way forward. So something yeah. to build off. Yeah, he was he was tenth overall in the day and um, just solid finishes. And he's coming off again injuries, so super nice kid. I, I'm stoked yep. for Styles. So uh, good for him. Hey, let's jump over to the 450 class. Again, this was the Chase Sexton show. Did you expect that? Uh, yes. You did? Um, I basically said before the uh, the race, we were standing there in our little section watching, and you know, everyone does a, who you got, who do you think? And I said, I don't have any favorites. Like I like most of the guys out there, but I'm like, Sexton is good here. He's riding well. He looked good in practice. Um, I was also pumped to see Kenny uh, doing well because Kenny kept him honest all day long. And I think Kenny was a, in my opinion, Kenny was more of a question mark than Sexton. Mm. Sexton hasn't lacked pace or speed, uh, especially at Parlour. He he got a win there last year. I mean, he loves his place. He's done very well. So the way he was looking, I thought, yeah, he's probably going to win it. Um, It was nice to see Ken battle because even when Ken got past, I don't think too many of us think of Kenny as being a fighter who's going to charge back, but he hung it out as, as long as he could to did pass keep, him back at yeah, one point. Yeah, to keep yeah. Chase honest. And um, I mean, they were, but they were on a level of their own. I mean, Craig rode phenomenal as well, but he was a distant third. Those two were really hauling the mail. They were the class of the field all day. And um, it was actually just a, a riding lesson. Watching those two guys, I would, I would say their technique is as good or, or better than anyone in that class. And anyone I've seen in a long time, actually. When you just talk about fundamental technique, yeah, well, even like I said, where I was watching, you know, it's not often I get a chance to be right near the track and just take it all in, watching it, and and uh, I was like, man, those, the Honda guys are coming through, lugging it, and getting good drive, and Eli and Anderson and, and all those guys, I mean, they were on the rev limiter, and you could just see the rear dancing a little bit more, so these guys are riding the bike different, they're riding in a different RPM, different gear, um, and, you know, Kenny and Chase are just so good at what I call the modern riding style, the modern day style of riding a four-stroke where you use a lot of leverage through the feet and let the bike absorb it. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've got to give credit where credit's due. The Hondas all look good as well. Yeah, they did look good. They've, they've really figured things out over there. Um, uh, Christian Craig, third overall in the day. Again, he wasn't quite on their pace no. that weekend, but that was his first overall podium in the 450 class. And I think meant a lot to him. I think he really needed that to, to think, to believe that he that belongs a, there. Yeah. And he does. There's no question. Yeah, he did. I mean, he was, uh, no doubt about it, the third best guy on the on the day. Um, I think for him, as you said, his first podium in that class, um, he's going to obviously have a chance to go and look at the, the race details and lap times and that. And I, I'm sure there were some parts of the race where he could go, hey, I was right there speed-wise. Um, I think he was coming from behind a little bit more. So he was already there was already a gap by the time he got to third or wherever it may be. But... Um, I think, uh, you know, Star Yamaha, for how big their team is, they're dealing with a lot of injuries with a lot of their top guys. So you needed the rookies in the 250 yeah. class, and they needed Craig on the podium. Yeah, and he delivered 3-3 in his motos, um, yep. passing his passing Tomac, like passing some big names that I'm sure in his head he kind of went, should yeah. I be battling with this guy? And, and Yeah, that, I mean, so good obviously that su- surprised me because, if you know, bef- before the, the weekend started, I wouldn't have anticipated... Tomac getting passed by Craig. Mm-hmm. But in that first moto especially, Eli just didn't, something looked off. 
And I was, I, obviously everyone was speculating, oh, I bet you it's his knee. Um, but then second moto, it seemed yeah. like the, a different guy. Like he, he picked it up, he looked, he looked better, he looked different. So, so in some of his post-race interview stuff, he said uh, he basically just got arm pump. He goes, yeah. it was a little bit disappointing on paper. He goes, but you know, um, we have some work to do on the bike. He goes, just to your point, what you said earlier, I thought I had my settings nailed down and we get into a race situation and it changes. It's different. I need, I need something different out of it. He said, the power's good. The starts are as good as they've ever been. Um, but he goes, look, even last year here, he goes, I, I just, whatever it is, I don't start real, my first rounds are not great. So there's a lot of people, yeah, questioning in the knee. He says the knee's fine. So that's uh, and even in the first one, good, good for the series. That's what know. I thought yeah. because he kind of caught it in a rut right when he was about to get past. Uh, maybe it was by Craig. I can't remember somebody. And he he drugged that foot, and I thought, oh, maybe he tweaked it because at that point he just started going backwards. But he says no. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be patient with Eli. Hey, it still when, wasn't a bad day. When he day. gets comfortable, yeah, that's scary for everybody else. Yeah, and, and you could just tell something something was off. And like you yeah. said, arm pump makes sense, but um, I I don't. I don't think he was the only one. You know, we were just talking about some of those 250 riders and that, and it looked to me like some some of those youngsters looked good, and just like that, they lost their rhythm. Maybe they tightened up. Yeah. Um, but getting back to arm pump in the 450 class, I watched Cairoli come past at one point, and it looked like he was shaking his hands out over the jump. Yeah. So I'd be curious. He looked like he had arm pump. He, it looked to me like he was struggling with arm pump most of the day. Yeah, and that's not uncommon at first rounds. Um, you know, if you're gonna get it, it's gonna be when you're tight and you're yeah. fighting the bike and just yeah. not flowing. You know, you got all the tension of this first round, so it's gonna have to flush itself out a little bit. Eli was fourth overall in the day, seven four. Definitely not what we'd expect out of him. But no, but that, that second motor was a nice bounce back. You know, Absolutely. like you said, after motor one, I think we had questions. Motor two, it's like, okay, cool. He he's still in it. Yeah. Let's go to Ryan Dungey uh, because you and I both, and probably a lot of folks, underestimated or or just thought. It's just not logical. No one's ever been gone five years and come back and been competitive. Even though he's Ryan Dungey, this he, this might not go great. And damn it, if he didn't make us all look like idiots. <laughs> what an incredible couple of motos for him. Yeah, I, I tell you what, obviously anyone that watched our first show, I said I think he'd be happy with the top 10. And I really I really thought if he was a top 10, I would have said, hey, that, that was a good comeback ride. And then that first moment, I'm like, He's on. He's on the. He's in a podium <laughs> position. I'm like, holy shit! Like, I didn't see this one coming. And then I. And then my second thought was, man, I look like a real freaking idiot right now, don't I? <laughs> but hey, kudos to him. Stoked for him. Thanksgiving dinner is going to be real weird this year. Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, you look good all season. I called it. Um, but he was, uh, you know, again, it's like you watch him. You're like, oh, it felt like nothing changed in five years. Nothing. Yeah. And then I started questioning, are all the other guys struggling? Because Anderson had horrible starts, and I think he tipped over. Craig didn't have great starts. Tomac wasn't riding that good. Um, Cairoli wasn't, you know, Cairoli. Plessing is coming back from injury. Barsha had an off day, you know. So you start questioning everything, and you're like, no, the, the lap times are there. Like, yeah. really impressed. Um, I heard even, I saw them interviewing Roger during second moto, and he's like, yeah, no, I'm happy, but... There's still work to be done. <laughs> of course. So they were like, yep, moving forward. But I, I got to imagine, uh, Roger said he was hoping top five. Dungey got top five. I think Roger was probably also, in my opinion, a little optimistic, but amazing. Yeah, really incredible. Incredible um, ride. And afterwards, he said that they made a good change between motos. His bike was a little bit um, choppered out. They brought the back end up. That got him kind of the cornering feel that he wanted. He said it also helped him on the start, more traction. Um, 
you know, they're gonna, th this is not like he's jumping on his old race bike. Completely yeah, different gen say, bike, so they've got no notes. I think it's had two major upgrades since he lost race to the <laughs> yeah, KTM, so, so. They are at literally at, at ground zero, just, just building and, and trying to work their way into, into race shape, into race craft again. So for him to come out and do what he did, it's just, it's really unbelievable. Um, I, I question now. Where can he go? What, exactly. What's the I was going to say, can he go, can he improve? Could could he challenge the Honda guy at the front? Well, he, and he said, because he goes, you know, can I find the leader's pace? Because he goes, I was a little, not surprised. I knew they'd be fast. He goes, but, you know, when I got up with them, they're hauling ass. He goes, can I find that pace? He goes, I don't know. He goes, but I want to. Yeah. And to me, when Ryan Dungey's saying that, and I, what I just watched from him, like, I, I'm not going to doubt too much. So I think we're going to see him in that mix within the next two to three rounds. And top dog on the team. <laughs> yeah, which is which is you just got, crazy. You, you bring a guy out of retirement, and he's your top dog. So, uh, let's jump now to uh, sixth place overall was Jason Anderson, and, and again, on paper, doesn't look that great. He rode awesome all day. Uh, this is kind of similar to what he did in Supercross those first rounds, where he would have a crash or something and blow back to fourth or third, and you just go, "Wow, that was impressive." It was the same thing. He had tip overs in first lap of, bo of both motos. Yeah. Uh, one of them, the second moto, not his fault. He kind of got plowed into in the back. Yeah, it was one of those, when you go to those 180s, you're you're at the mercy of the guy who stopped in front of you. You can't control from yeah. behind. And I, I think it was Bosch. It just looked like just ran into the back of him. So for Anderson, that's going to be really frustrating. He actually had an okay start, and he would have hugged that inside and come out fairly well, I think maybe fifth or so. So I agree. I think I think Anderson's one of those guys that's got a lot more speed and and. It's only a matter of time before we see him on the box. Oh yeah, could, uh, could be I, this weekend. I would guess this weekend if I had to make another guess. So let's let's keep an eye on Jason. He is definitely going to be a podium guy week in and week out, and that's going to make that fight up front really interesting. Yeah, um, Caroli. Now this was my pick for like I thought he's a sleeper. He's going to be up there battling for the win. Just kind of looked like he never um, he never found a rhythm on that track. Maybe it was arm pump to your point, but was um, not not. Definitely not a terrible finish uh, for the nine-time world champ, but seventh. Yeah. yeah. I, to me, I, I would have expected Cairoli to finish ahead of Dungey, not the other way around. So um, those are my surprises. Not saying disappointed in Cairoli, but I really thought he's coming to America. Even if he says, I'm not prepared like I normally am, deep down he's like, the entire European continent is wanting me to, to win and beat the Americans. And it was interesting, and I think... You know, something that I've experienced, and, and a lot of guys would probably understand this, but going from America to Europe is a hard transition, and going from Europe to America is a hard transition. You know, he doesn't know these tracks. The rules are a little bit different. You know, in GPs, they can hand make whatever they want. Yeah, it's production rule, run what, you know, they give you type thing. So you add that in. He was doing a lot of his training in Europe and that he only came over a couple of weeks before the first round. So... I'm just wondering if maybe he didn't have enough time to get himself and the bike ready for these types of tracks. But I got to imagine when I think of, you know, the races coming forward and I'm like, the guy lived at Lommel, literally. So we know he's going to do well at Southwick. Mm -hmm. I think Hangtown with those long ruts and those turns, I think that's a more Euro track. So I think for him, there's, there's some tracks coming up that should really suit Cairoli. And I think then we'll kind of see... Who he really yeah, is. Yeah, I'm definitely not hanging on that result on on how so how he's going to do all sure. year. I think that's going to change, and I'm excited to watch. Uh, you can just see the the technique and the the experience that he has when he rides. It's he, he very does, controlled. He does some things really well. It's really fun to watch. But again, 
with that style, he has to be, the way he rides the bike, he has to be 100% dialed in, otherwise he can't push that speed. He's got yeah. that smooth style as well. A little bit like Kenny Roxon or some of those guys, if they don't feel comfortable, their smooth style is just that. It's smooth, but it's not super fast. They've got to be 100% connected with that bike. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, after him was Aaron Plessinger. Kind of a quiet day again, just, just hung in there. Another injured guy, so I think he'll get stronger. I mean, AP, when you look at it, not much time on the KTM outdoors, yeah. coming off an injury, didn't have great starts either. Um, and I think it was a decent start to the series, but again, someone else that I think could pick it up. You know, we talked about how good the Honda guys were and that big gap. I see Plessinger filling in that gap. Um, mm. uh, Anderson, you know, maybe Cairoli really tightening up from the front two to yeah. the, the next Barsha, the I gotta spot. believe Barsha is gonna do better, and that was a bad day for him. Both both starts either crashed or way back, just rough day for him as well. Yeah. Uh, he was in ninth overall, and then McElrath, 10th overall in the day, so you know, a decent result, but he was really good at times on that yeah. Husqvarna. Up front, running running in the top five, and really looked good. Uh, well, I mean, if you're Husky, great replacement rider, right? Yeah. You take the next best guy that's available out there, so yeah, I thought that was really Good for him and, and for the team. You know, there's some teams out there that just, you can almost feel like they've got to keep that morale up. You know, if everyone's hurting, the mechanics are down and the crew chiefs are down, it, 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 you feel it, you yeah. know. And I think these are the kind of rides that keeps people inspired and the team's happy. Well, those are your top 10. Uh, obviously, lots of guys from there on back who, um, you know, had good rides, good efforts, but uh, they, they've got a little work to do to get to that top 10. Um, cool, cool start to the season. Man, way to go, Honda. One, two in both classes. I think that's maybe never been, definitely not ever been done before by Honda. Um, well, when you have a four-man four team total, I mean, <laughs> one, two, one, two. Like, that's the yeah. best you can do. Um, pretty impressive for them. Well, so. The other thing I thought was strange is, I, I forget if it was us that talked about it, but I said I could see an all, uh, a podium that's non-American. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was going to be 450, not 250. Mm. Yeah. Two Aussies and a Japanese. Um, you know, I was thinking 450, you could have easily seen Cairoli, Ferrandis, and Roxon yeah. sweeping the podium, but in this case, we... Yeah, uh, it was the kids. Yeah. Well, anyway, awesome first round. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Check us every single Monday. We're going to be dropping here. If you subscribe to the Whiskey Throttle Show channel, this will come right to you automatically. Otherwise, you can find it on YouTube or in podcast format, format on your favorite podcast uh, provider. And uh, every Monday, we're going to bring you what we think, and we may rotate some different hosts. Hell, there'll be some days I'm not here. Uh, but we've got some other good guys to fill in. Glover, Bailey, RJ, Rhino wants to do some. So uh, RV. So um, yeah, you maybe we get Rick and Brock in here and just the show will go six hours. We'll do the whole season <laughs> in one sitting. <laughs> hey, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week.